0: Repeat after me. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace. And on earth peace. To all in whom his favor rests. To all in whom his favor rests. For there has been born to us, born to us a Savior, a savior. Who, is the Lord. who is Christ the Lord. And he is coming again, he is coming again. to rule. And And reign forever. Forever. Can you let out a shout? Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here. It's all about you. And, And putting everything else aside, we want to know you intimately. We want to know you personally. We want to know you in a real way. So reveal yourself tonight. Thank you for being here. All glory, honor, and praise to you in Jesus' name amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. So anybody surprised when I picked that baby up out of the... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I, I got a little concerned because uh, it's, a, it's a bit full in here and uh, people are trying to fill in here. So I just want to direct people to come up over the back and I'm going back to my seat and mom says, hey, could I have my baby back? <laughs> I was thinking, you know, maybe I just hold on to Danny for a while. But I thought, man, better not do that, especially on Christmas. Good job, Danny, for your part. Baby Jesus this evening. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm Pastor Michael, lead pastor here at Summit. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, man, we're here. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. But you know what I I really like about it all? You know, the church kind of planned it this way early on because the days get shorter as we approach the birth of the one who would die as a sacrifice for all of us. But the days get longer as we anticipate his victory over death and his coming again. Let the light shine. And anybody for this, let the days get longer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right on. That's right. So uh, we've been in this four-part Christmas series that we've called Carols. And, uh, and so tonight we come to part four, but don't worry if you miss the rest. Um, you know, this, this is, it sits uniquely by itself. Uh, if you want to hear those other three, they're, they're each online at estersparkchurch.org. You can sure check those out. But tonight we want to talk about this song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh, these lyrics, the lyrics for the song were written as early as the 8th century. So potentially this is the oldest of the carols. That we will have looked at during uh, this whole, whole series, the the early church had had a um, had a collection of chants that were known as o antiphons. The o antiphons of advent and if you don't know that word advent it's it's all about the coming of the king and there's four weeks on the church calendar that we anticipate the coming of the king every every year it's it's marked out and so it it really means the great o's of magnificat and who is magnificat but christ the lord so now each of those o phrases and, and let me just back up and say that originally it was written in latin And uh, the title was Veni, Veni, Emmanuel. And uh, each of these O phrases would give a different picture of who Jesus is. And so that would be chanted, this expression of who Jesus is. And then after that chant, someone would get up and read from the Bible scriptures that support that expression. And it was out of one of these O antiphons that this song eventually developed and it certainly sounds like that that latin minor key that i grew up with uh, for sure but there's one word in the song that i believe god would have us point to tonight And, and i just really believe that that this is a word that somebody here needs to hear it's the name emmanuel and it means god with us have you ever prayed a prayer like that God be with me, God be with so-and-so, oftentimes during this time of year, the expression is, you know, God be with you, God be with them as they're traveling, because people are going all sorts of different directions. Friday night, we were at the airport at, at midnight, and it's just shocking the numbers of people still trying to get places at midnight. Were any of you coming in Friday at midnight? I huh? know, okay, but there was a mob there, believe me. God be with me, you know, on this final exam. God be with me in this loss, or God be with so-and-so in this loss. God be with so-and-so in this time of need, or God be with us in this time of need. I brought this little crash this evening. I want you to notice, we got this in Israel when we were over there. Supposedly, it's actually made of Bethlehem olive and it's a carving of course of Joseph and Mary and and baby Jesus there and we we want to consider these as we as we look at this this title God be God is God is with us Mary Jesus mother was a young bride to be when she came up pregnant and not by her fiance. When her fiancé, Joseph, found out, he was livid. And his first reaction was to walk away from the engagement. But fortunately, God intervened and sent an angel who said, Joseph, don't be afraid. Don't, Don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Now let's just stop there in the scripture for just a moment. Through the prophet, think about the prophet Isaiah. This was written 700 years previous. People in this day are anticipating the coming Messiah. And here it is now in the same context, but these are the literal words of the prophet the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. And if you're looking at your Bibles right now, you notice that O come, O come, Immanuel has an E. O come, O come, Immanuel has an I. It's, it's simply the difference between the Hebrew I and the Roman E, okay? So that's helpful there. But here it is, the fulfillment of the scripture and here's the, the prophecy, which means God with us. So just try to put yourself in in Mary's situation for a moment. I mean, do you think just maybe things are feeling a little bit out of control in her life at this point? Yeah. Engaged. Pregnant. Not by her fiancé. How did it happen, God? Hmm. And now your fiancé's leaving you. But now we have to put ourselves in Joseph's shoes for a moment and you think just maybe joseph might have felt as if things were a bit out of control at this moment what's he to believe i mean is he to believe his wife to be god's in this has he been betrayed is he frustrated is he confused maybe he's crushed is his heart broken and 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 then this puts the question right back on every one of us tonight what about you i mean Do you feel at the moment as if things are out of control? A bit out of control? Do you ever feel as if things are out of control? Does anybody like that feeling? (laughs) I don't like that feeling. I want to be in control. So there's just three things briefly that we need to hear on this whole business of God with us. Number one, and, and these are a little bit out of sync, but it works perfectly for where we need to go. Number one, God is with you. Number two, God was with you. And number three, God will be with you. So let's talk about God is with you for a moment. Before this angel appeared to Joseph, he had had a private meeting with Mary and he started the conversation this way, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary. Things are about to seem a bit out of control going forward from this point on, but there's one thing you need to hold on to regardless of how it plays out, and it's simply this, God is with you. God is with you. And there's a promise to each of us over in the New Testament. There's many promises, but I want you to hear this one tonight. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, where the Bible says, The God of all comfort... Comforts us in our trouble. That word comfort is the Greek word parakletos, and some of you know that word because it's the word most often used to describe the person and the presence of God in the form of the Holy Spirit. The God of all comfort comes alongside of us to do life with us in the midst of of whatever life might bring our way. So that when events of life causes things to feel as if they're getting out of control, you can have absolute confidence knowing God is still in control and God is with you. So when our kids were small, we really did everything we could to be there for them. And I'll never forget this one time that a particular boy... Uh, invited one of our girls over to watch a movie uh, with he and his mom and dad. And our daughter assured us they wouldn't be alone, that they were going to watch this movie together as a family. So I, being the not-so-controlling dad, uh, decided I would give her a ride to his house. And we got to the house, they said, wait in the car. (laughs) I wanted to have a conversation with this boy. And you know, that's been a long time ago, and I'm told today he's still scared to death of me. Poor child, he was only five back then. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, he wasn't. He wasn't just five. But as much as we want to be there for our kids, there comes that time that we know we can't be there. And it's good for us to know. And it's good for us to be able to let them know. God is with you. Please hear it. God is with you. When you feel lost, God is with you. When you're not sure where to go, God is with you. When you're hurting, God is with you. When you feel alone, God is with you. When life gets hard and things get uncertain, God is with you. If you're sick or weak, you are not alone. And if you're lost in sin and you still haven't come into relationship with the living God, you need to know that he's very near and he's waiting for you to just embrace him and come home. God is with you but the second one is God was with you I mean it's easy today to look back at the Christmas story and to look at this little crash and to be reminded yes God really was with Joseph and, and, and Mary but there's another Joseph in the Bible and this is where it can get kind of confusing at, at times because he was he existed long before the Joseph in the Christmas story this Joseph had an incredible dream. And it wasn't his own dream. It was a dream given to him by God. It was a dream that he would one day rule. In fact, being the youngest brother, he would rule over his older brothers. And can you imagine? I mean, he talked about it. You want to go back and tell Joseph, don't talk about this, right? But he talked about it. And and therefore, his brothers hated him. And, And one day, at an opportune moment, they beat him up. They, they threw him into a pit, and then they sold him into slavery. All right, now just think about that, that for a mo- moment, okay? And that was just the beginning of what was going on. His story only gets worse. In fact, it got to the point that he was falsely accused of a sexual assault and thrown into prison. Okay, just, just put it together. God gave this kid big dreams here up to this point, he's been betrayed by family. He's been beat up by family. He's been sold into slavery by family. Sounds like big brother stuff to me. I had a big brother. Anybody have a big brother? Yeah, he would have done that to me in a minute. Yeah, I see some of you are agreeing here, right? Falsely accused, thrown into prison. And right there, the Bible says this, but while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him and because the lord was with him ultimately that dream would be fulfilled joseph would go on to become because the king would give him this power the pharaoh would give him this power he would become the most powerful man in the most powerful nation of that time egypt It's it's true. It's it's the way that that it worked out. He would ultimately save the very brothers who tried so hard to get rid of him because God was with him. Okay, so right here, just, just look back and think about your life for a moment. Do you have stories to tell of times that you could say you know what, God was with me in that. And this would be a great thing for you to do this Christmas season is think Take time to think about those times in life that God was with you. And I'll bet you will discover that all of them were born out of some sort of hardship. I I really get emotional about this at this point because I think about when I was a kid, my dad battling mental illness and just struggling with depression just off and on. He could be so fired up one moment and so down the next moment. And then there came a day when our whole family uh, was told we had to get out of our house because it's, it had been foreclosed. It, yeah, where do we go? What do we do? We're talking six kids ages 4 to 15. What are we going to do? And how on earth my mom ever held us together, I will never know but somehow we got connected with this landlord mr Monier. i was one of the youngest kids there and i will always remember mr Monier, our landlord because we had a place to live and the truth is little to do with mr Monier, and everything to do with the fact god was with us then i think about valerie's uh, valerie's mom's family i'm really proud of them there were kansas farmers 12 kids in this family all surviving the Dust Bowl, the Great Depression, and and World War II. They talk about days, get this, they talk about days that there was nothing for them to eat but lard sandwiches. Yeah, get that, huh? Maybe a little salt would help. Lard sandwiches, that's what we're talking about. Yet out of this family came many missionaries, many pastors, Uh, many successful business people the the family was very instrumental in building a private university today the sports complex of that university is named after grandparents and I believe it's all because God was with them then I think about us moving to Estes Park man life was good doing youth ministry we liked where we were and all of a sudden this small group of people said hey would you help us start a church in Estes Park are you kidding me They they couldn't support us, but we felt God was prompting us, so we invited friends and family and said, hey, would you support us? We're going to start this church in in Estes Park. And they did for two years. After two years, we we contacted them all, and we said, don't send any more support. Okay, can you imagine a preacher telling you, you know, don't give any more, right? It's sink or swim for this congregation. And we had two little girls, but God was with us. And I'm glad we came. I'm glad we came. God was with us. I could go on and on with stories like these. I would sure like to hear your stories. I would encourage you again to take time to think about them this Christmas. What fascinates me about stories like these is they all come out of challenging, difficult times. It's just the way it is. All the great stories are born out of some sort of adversity. And if you're in a battle right now, there's a story to be told. Yeah, so just hang on right there. If you're in a difficult season, hold on. Because what will that story tell you 10 years from now, 20 years from now? How might that story end? God is with you now. Therefore, there will come a day that you will remember how God was with you then. And then let that cause you to give glory and thanks to him. Thank you, Lord. I can see your hand in my life through it all. You are with me. I hear some people murmuring with joy. Can we just thank the Lord right now? Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this last one. God will be with you. If there's anything that can cause life to feel out of control, it's the future. Can we all agree? I mean, golly, do you have your million dollars in the bank for retirement yet? Huh? How's your health plan? I mean, but if you get sick, future can cause things to feel out of control. So let's go back to, to Joseph and Mary in this crush for just a moment. She, she was probably 14 years of age or, or younger when all this took place. Imagine if she could have seen the future, if she knew how the future would play out. So when the angel said to, to her, the Lord will be with you, At this point, she has no clue what it meant, but if she could see the future, she might have thought things like this. God will be with me when I suddenly come up pregnant. God will be with me when I try to explain it to my fiancé. God will be with me when people start to talk about what's going on here. God will be with me when I'm full term and I'm forced to travel a hundred miles by donkey. God will be with me when I finally get to Bethlehem only to discover that there is no place for us to stay and I'm suddenly due and the only place available is a stinky old barn and God will be with me when I give birth to my child in this animal filled barn. But then the story turns worse. God will be with me when I watch my son suffer, having been brutally beaten and nailed to the cross for the very people he came to save. God will be with me when I see my son look up to heaven and say, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. God will be with me when I grieve the loss not only of my husband, but now of my son. And right there, the story starts to pick up some light and some steam like this new day that here we are ready for spring and moving towards spring because God will be with me on the third day when the stone is rolled away and the tomb is empty and he is not there because he has conquered sin and death once and for all. Go ahead. and god will be with me when jesus comes back to rule and to reign and sets set things straight forever and ever he is emmanuel he is he was he will be god with us just one more bible verse here it's a it's a series of rhetorical questions that go like this listen to it who shall separate us from the love of christ Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? And the answer, you've already said it, no, no, no. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Nothing will change that. Nothing can change that. But on this Christmas Eve, there is still one question that needs to be answered. God is with you. Are you with him? Let's pray. There's really just two questions we like to ask at the close of each message, and they're simply these. What is God speaking to you? Is God saying something to you through this? What's he speaking to you? and then how will you respond how to respond take some time and consider it and maybe today you're saying oh i've been walking on my own and i need to come home to my heavenly father through his son and this is your moment to come home maybe today you 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 know that you were baptized you know that you have a faith but it, but it really you really haven't given him the priority in his in your life that you need to have. You haven't thanked him for being with with you and recognized it and trusted him in those uncertain times. And right now there's a change. I don't know. What's he saying to you and how will you respond? Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for speaking truth to us tonight, for allowing us to hear it. And thank you for the work that you're doing even now. In Jesus' name. Amen. There will be those to pray with you here after service, but can we just say thank you, God, by giving him praise right now? (laughs) This is uh, Pastor Aaron Bojan. He's our associate pastor. I'll turn it over to him for just a moment.
1: It's exciting to be here this evening with you, worshiping on Christmas Eve, and we're going to continue to worship this evening through uh, giving. And as we do, I just want to share briefly with you, we have a tradition here at Summit Church that every Christmas Eve, we take an offering specifically for Crossroads, which is a ministry here in Esses Park that reaches the needs of those who otherwise can't have. And so in your, you got this paper before you came in. It kind of lists what Crossroads does and how meaningful they are to our community. And we as a church just want to bless on this eve of Christmas, we want to bless crossroads, and through blessing crossroads, we want to bless those in our community who need, who do not have, like we do. And so, as we as the ushers come forward, I would just encourage you: we have an envelope here with your sheet. If those, if you want to give to crossroads, just put your gift in there. Otherwise, we have our our offering, uh, bass is going through. And as our ushers come forward, let's just. Give our hearts to the Lord and just trust in him and believe that the greatest offering we've ever received is Christ and the greatest offering we can give is ourselves. Lord, we thank you so much for your presence here tonight. We say thank you. Thank you for the power of your presence here. Thank you for the Holy Spirit filling this place. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who we worship, Lord, as our Lord and Savior. We just give this time to you. We love you. We praise you this evening. For this is your time. We give it to you in